0: to RC Underground Radio.
1: We're, 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 we're racing toy cars here.
0: <laughs> if you've been looking for a podcast that talks about 1RC tracks, suppliers, and events, then you are in the right place. I haven't changed my underwear I since the Kenman. See, I I'm was not gonna, kidding. I was I'm ask. not kidding. It's the same. I didn't want to go there. It's this, and we're glad you're here. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Retzloff and David Brinkman. I am a BB in a box car.
1: So we're going to have a secret co-host. I know people have been making some great guesses all week long. But ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Aaron Streblow. So Aaron, I'm really glad you joined us tonight. Thanks for being the mystery co-host. Everybody's been trying to make some guesses on who it was going to be. And hey, we, ha- we had to stick with RC Underground family right so you've been to the underground you actually run a track right so maybe you could tell us a little bit about attitude uh, rc raceway
2: um yeah attitude rc raceway we're in uh, Waupun, wisconsin um we i started this track probably uh back in 2008 i started this track and actually it was just a, a practice track when i got into rc racing um i wanted something just to practice on because i was doing rc racing in the uh in the winter time and then i do full scale racing in the summertime and i was like well uh, during the summer i want a little practice track for an rc track and um i built it with a old borrowed uh tiller wrote a tiller from the neighbor and it was so bad that i actually had to pull it in reverse to get that thing to dig so um it was Pretty interesting to say the least, and by the time I got to the front stretch, I was almost sick of tilling. My arms were sore, and I just wanted to run some laps. So basically, the front stretch was grass yet, and um, so that's how that's how that got started. And fast forward to uh, 2010, the spring of 2010, I had uh, Joe and Carl, who actually still race out there. They cornered me at work. I didn't really know them a whole lot yet. They work first shift, I work third shift, and. Um, they come up to me like you got an rc track and i said uh i said yeah actually i do and they're like we we got some nitro um nitro trucks um a revo and a and a um uh traxxas t max and you mind if we come out and i said sure you know we come out run some laps so that's all that got started and then, uh, a couple other friends i have full-scale race with jeff steamer and brand Reeder. uh they heard about it and uh, they had some RC cars too that they were running down at uh, Trackside Hobbies um, here in Wisconsin, and uh, they asked to come out, so they would uh, come out in the, on Saturdays. Usually, they'd bring their full scale cars out, and we'd run some laps on the RC track, and and then uh, in the Saturday afternoon and night, we'd go to the full scale track and run uh, at our local dirt track there at Beaver Dam Raceway. So, um, but yeah, throughout uh, the early summer there, we had joe and car coming out and uh during the weekend brandon and jeff coming out on the weekends and uh brandon and jeff they said you you got a good enough track here to run some wholesome races and i said no i said we can't i can't host any race here this ain't good enough yeah let's do it you know we'll we'll help out let's let's do this and i was like all right all right if you guys want to help we'll we'll start it out so uh it was um i think july or so and uh in 2010 and that was back when you had rc uh, rctech.net net. um I had a forum on there so uh we put a put a little post out and that's that's where it all started to the uh the fall of 2010
1: So Aaron as we talk about promotion cuz I'm a promoter and you're a promoter uh beyond you know racing and all those types of things uh I know I know what I have to do with rc underground but it can't be anywhere compared to what you have to put in there at attitude uh to prepare for a dirt race so could you kind of Kind of take us through, like, when when the clock starts, uh, I don't know if it's the morning of or when it actually starts, but, uh, yeah, take us all the way through from complete track prep all the way to race day, all the way to turning the lights off, and and thanking everybody for coming.
2: Yeah, so actually our, uh, our track prep starts on Saturdays, uh, so we race on Sundays normally, um, so our track prep, uh, starts on Saturday mornings. Um, cause we go our full scale racing, uh, with the full scale car on Saturday nights. So, um, we get up early. Um, we have a, a few guys that come out, Joe, Dennis, Dale, uh, Kurt We come out uh, about nine o'clock in the morning, uh, at the RC track and get the tillers out. And we start, uh, tilling the track and making it smooth again. Cause, um, with mother nature and everything it t- kind of takes a toll on the track if it's you know when it sits outside for a week or two so uh, we always like to give it that fresh surface so um yeah till it and um smooth it out pack it back in and then uh then we gotta we gotta keep water on it uh, throughout the day because once you have that packed in you gotta keep it keep it wet uh so it doesn't crack and dry out especially when it's sunny and windy and, and hot uh, on those summer days so
1: so when you're packing that track in, just for curiosity, how many hours does does that take? And what's everybody kind of doing during, because you said multiple guys come out. So I'm assuming somebody's on a tractor tilling. Um, or do you guys just switch off? Yep. Or like how many hours does that take just to get to that phase?
2: So we, um, usually I'm on a tiller um, and I'll till it. And then we have um, somebody driving a tractor behind me with a drag on it, um, and that's so. One, when we're tilling, you know, if you got um, a bump in the track or something, then um, sometimes that tiller will make it actually worse. So we keep a keep a tractor with a drag behind the tiller as well. So we actually have two tractors going um, throughout the time of tilling, and we if if everything goes well, um, we. Um, can do usually the whole track prep in about two hours. We kind of have it down to a science after doing it, um, for so many years. So, uh, if we have the right people doing it and we have no hiccups in the road. It's about, about two hours that we can get it tilled and smoothed out and repacked in.
1: Okay. So then, okay. So that's first phase. Everybody's there. Everybody gets a drink of water. Yeah. Cause that's, that's, that's some work right. to do for two hours. I mean, you guys are putting more work in moving dirt than, uh, they do it. It, for the brewers. So that's, uh, that's a <laughs> yeah, lot of work going on right there. So, okay. Now we're in the next step. What's what comes next?
2: So actually, and also while we're tilling too, you got guys setting up, we got, um, our tech table. We got, we bring out from the shed cause everything's outside. So we like to pack things away. So, um, you know, guys bring out the tech table. We got garbage cans to, uh, to put out. So guys are doing that. Um, so, uh, we got a few odds and end things going on. Um, we have pit stalls, and uh, the way we do that is we we paint the pit stalls. Just you know, section them off with uh, yard paint. So we got usually Dale. That's his assignment. Uh, he took on that job. So everyone's kind of got their own little little roles to do uh, during the day. So, um, but once we get it packed in, then it's uh, then it's time to like I said, keep the water on it. And um, so usually around that time, I gotta get the full scale car ready, go switch modes to full scale racing, and then. I uh, got guys like uh, Dennis who stick around till 3 or 4 in the afternoon just to keep water on it as it dries up and, um, and then when he goes home, then we actually have uh, Paul Peterson from Shark Sea Bodies, he actually uh, lives by us here, uh, fortunate enough to have him, he comes out uh, later on in the night, around, around sunset he'll come out and uh, he'll put a uh, good coating of water on it so we can put the track to bed wet. and. Make it last throughout the night, and uh, then we start in on on Sunday morning.
1: That's amazing, just amazing. Yeah, myself as a promoter, I if I did a checklist of and you said, okay, Dave, you tell me what needs to be done. I, yeah, I would have missed about sixteen steps there because that's that's amazing. I'm I'm boy now I'm feeling guilty because when I'm done racing, I just turn the lights off, turn the TV off, and go upstairs. So, um. <clears throat> Well,
2: Dave, Dave, you do a, you do a phenomenal job there at the RC underground. And I know there's a lot of work that goes into that as well. And a lot of decisions to be made. And, um, I'm fortunate enough too to have, have a ton of help, uh, throughout, uh, uh, like you said, the two, the two days of, uh, track prep and, and, and the race day itself. So, uh, I I definitely could not do this alone. So I, you know, appreciate uh, all the help that, that I can get and all the guys that come out and willing to help out uh, help me put on a race
1: day absolutely so yeah I mean you can't do it I'm, I'm fortunate to I, I, I do most of it myself but like Wendy I mean just that she allows me to do all this craziness is uh is one thing she, yeah. she gets a big kick out of it um so that's fun but yeah you got a whole whole army of people there so let's do this we we owe those guys and gals that help you your wife your daughter uh Dale and all the all the guys that help so this goes out to them Hopefully you heard that on your side. I like I don't it. Know. Cool. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. You know, the two of us—it's our crazy dreams, right? Our crazy ideas, and it's in our heart and our passion. Uh, and we like to entertain. I'm, I'm, I can see that in you as well, right? You wouldn't do all this if you didn't enjoy seeing other people have fun with this hobby. Um, and 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 we both enjoy that. But we also have to. Leverage other folks to help us get it done in the time frame that it takes, and uh, that's just another piece of it that I think um, uh, people don't don't realize out there, you know. And 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 we talked a little bit about uh, you know off the air that um, racers really shouldn't have to. You know, we're not looking for accolades. We're not we're not doing this, talking about this, going okay. Now we want everybody to come there and pat us on the back. That's not where we're going with this. It's just. Uh, A, I think uh, people will be interested and probably really surprised as to how much work does go into uh, behind behind the curtain or behind you know backstage getting ready for an event. Um, So hopefully they they understand that. Um, And then other promoters around the country, you know, I mean, hopefully they they're raising their arm in the hand, going, "Yes, somebody's talking about this part of it," not just how to set up the cars and how to charge the batteries and what's the coolest division. And here's what the track doesn't do. Right. Right. Somebody go on the air talking about what goes into putting something on like this. Cause it's, I don't want to say thankful job, but I mean, we're not making money at this stuff, right? I mean, this is a labor yeah, this no. is a hundred percent, a labor of love. Uh, and the ability, yeah, definitely. To, yeah. And the ability to hang out with a bunch of cool people, and enjoy the hobby that we all got into individually, and then come together. So, uh, yeah, no, hats off to you and your and your team for doing that. Um, just an amazing story of how you get ready. Now, uh, you know, the, but there are unexpected situations, right? Like here at the underground. Since I run in the winter, I ch- I try to set the schedule from September to May because we do it same thing we have some guys that are real racers and they got to start getting ready for the race season including yourself including dale who who's there helping you um so we want to be respectful of that we want to be respectful of all the other rc tracks throughout wisconsin and other states that drivers want to go race at and in the winter there's just not a whole lot to choose from there's there's track side and there's there's some there's some good one rc indoor tracks that Actually more and more popping up because it's so easy to to have a track of that size. But we try to be respectful of that and just run during our time frame. But we run into little unexpected things like snowstorms and you know it's kind of ironic that I have to cancel an event and it's indoors. But that happened at the last one. We we had some snow. <laughs> right. And honestly, it was it was one of those deals where by like twelve o'clock we, we got nine and a half inches of snow here that morning. But by noon you wouldn't even know it i mean the streets were clear the driveway was clear but it was i didn't want those guys driving in that i didn't want people coming you know you guys come from a pond and and we got drivers uh, nick Siccone, george Mar, drivers like that that uh that todd booker they all come from illinois i mean people had long ways to go and would they have done it absolutely they would they're racers they would have mm-hmm. done it but i would have felt horrible if anything happened to anybody during that trip so it wasn't worth it for safety. So we did cancel that event. We did reschedule it. So we are actually racing a little deeper into May than I would like to, but um, that's that. But then on your end, you know, you've got to deal with getting the, keeping the, I mean, if you got 150 plus guys coming, and gals coming, you know, you got, you got a lot of grass to cut because I would assume your, your uh, parking lot is, is huge.
2: Yeah. Um, I would say the track sits on about an acre. And like I said, uh, the other, the other um, two thirds of the of the pit area is actually the the neighbor, uh, Jack. So we're very fortunate to have a pretty awesome neighbor that allows us to the pit in his yard and, and uh, use most of his yard for pitting as well. So um, Yeah, like, um, like I said earlier, the track is uh, actually at my dad's house. Uh, that track was built when i was still live there i'm now out of the house and uh, married when and have a kid and um but track still was there and it stays there my dad was uh I was fortunate uh, that my dad let me have it there and you know he he does uh, a lot of the yard work so we have that going for us and um, um but yeah it uh like like you said the weather weather can put a wrench in things once in a while and um when you got rain coming in or or whatnot or rain during the week so you gotta make all those decisions
1: yeah so what do you do so you have a torrential rain you know that the ground is a little soft out there for parking and now you've got drivers coming in what 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 kind of decisions have to be made there
2: um so yeah this is, Really the track we don't have an issue with because we have, we now have a drainage system in the track and we have a tarp that can cover the whole track. So, um, so that normally is not an issue. Um, they, like you said, it's, it, it is the parking area. Cause it's all in a, in a yard. Um, normally in the summertime that yard gets pretty hard, so it can take quite a bit of rain. Um, and now we actually have part of the yard. Um, our section of it actually is has a drainage system in it as, as well. It's tiled and whatnot. Um, so once again, good old dad, he comes to the rescue when it rains and he, you know, he starts pumping right away and and hopefully can get it get it dried out enough. So like I said, normally in the summertime, we don't have a whole lot of issues. It's now springtime. What uh, right now is when we have more of the issues and then uh, fall time as well.
1: Those dads, so you just gotta, those dads, huh? those yeah, dads right? just always come through. <laughs> So, so here's a question does your daughter race
2: um we are looking to get her into it um she told me the other day I got to get her car done so uh, we have one here that we've we've been slowly building because I've been um having her do the little bit of wrenching on it um, we had a couple parts to switch out on it and of course she's learning and she's six years old so that takes a while but um and'll I'll help her get it get it finished up too. So we got a body here, shark body getting ready to paint up for her and we have the decals ready for it. So, um, maybe we'll get her out there this year. All
1: right. Here's the challenge. Have her race this summer and then somewhere in the garage or in the driveway, have her, have her burn some laps in that one RC car. Let's let her go in the history books as the first girl to ever race at the RC underground. That would be awesome. (laughs) That would be pretty cool. That is an open so. invitation. I don't care if she's banging off the walls. I don't care if she's jumping <laughs> over the infield. That's an open invitation to her from us at the RC Underground. We would love for her to be the, the first uh, the first girl to race there.
2: <laughs> we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see what we can do. We'll, we'll have to work on her this summer and see what we got in the sort of calm fall time
1: great I want to see some video of that when she's burning some laps and she's feeling comfortable I want you to send me some video I want to I want to I want Right. To, these boys need to get ready for what they're gonna be in for because if she's got half the talent of her dad uh yeah we could we could see a one-two streblo finish that would be amazing <laughs> yeah.
2: oh. as long as
1: she beats Dale I just actually I just want to see her beat Ryan that would be the that yeah. would be wonderful Oh. <laughs>
2: So yeah, so Ryan can take it. uh,
1: I don't know, you know, you know, Ryan. (laughs) I don't know. It take him. It'll take him a few days to get over it. So
2: right, right.
1: So for folks that don't know, uh, I brought Aaron in as the co-host. Ryan had to go out of town on some business. Uh, couldn't Couldn't be on the show, but I said, "Hey, the show must go on." So let's have some fun. I'm going to bring on a mystery co-host. I want to thank everybody that was turning in. their, uh, thoughts on who it was. There was some pretty funny ones. Uh, <laughs> nobody guessed Aaron and they're like, well, you know, if anybody's like, wow, Aaron, that's cool. Why'd you pick them? Well, we were uh, racing at the underground. Aaron was there the first time with Dale. And, uh, I, I dabble. I try to run in the heat races. I'm, I'm just more to make sure that the heat race numbers are even, <laughs> But uh, <laughs> went out there and I was racing, and Aaron say, like, "Hey, I'll do the mic." I'm like, "Oh yeah, cool. Anybody can do the mic." So, and then he starts doing his thing, and I'm like, paying more attention to what he's saying than what than my driving, which it definitely showed in the final finish. But uh, no, you did a great job, buddy. And then that's when we got talking, and you're like, "Yeah, well, I do. I do a lot of the announcing." um, at the track. So, so there's a question. Do you get, do you race at the track or do you just do all the admin and, and, uh, PA?
2: Um, um, yeah. Um, there for a couple of years, uh, once, once we got uh, more and more racers in for a couple of years, I, I took our, took off from, uh, from the racing aspect of it. Um, and then the last couple of years now, once again, I got back into it, and luckily I got people that helped me out. I race one class there. Um, I raced the the sprint car class, so I got myself a sprint car. And Kurt was uh, luckily, Kurt come forward and he said, "Hey, you want to race? I'll I'll take care of your car." So I literally, you know, bring my my car, my battery, and my remote. I plop it down on Kurt's pit table in the morning. I said, "Here you go, uh, along with batteries." And all I got to do is go from my stand to the to the driver's stand, he has the car on, ready on the track. Sometimes he'll even take a couple hot laps with it, and uh, and then I just check in, and I, I'm ready to race. So uh, once again, lucky to uh, have people that that help me out, and uh, so I can enjoy you know the racing aspect of it as well.
1: So if you go out there and beat them, then do they do that again, or do they just happen to forget?
2: <laughs> right. Uh, sometimes they. You know they threaten me not to prep my tires or <laughs> or charge my battery or, or something like that, but it's all in good fun. Yeah, exactly.
1: I always get threatened with the home field advantage, but honestly, I don't practice down there. Um I probably I know. Have, all I prob- these- yeah, I probably have the least amount of laps of anybody down at the underground, and nobody's gonna believe this when they hear it. But that's you can. I know it. You can ask I, Wendy.
2: I believe it. Yeah, I I believe it because. Um, I'm in the same boat as you. Everyone thinks that I got all these laps, you know, on the track. And to be honest with you, the only laps I ever get is them laps that I'm racing on race day. Yeah. So other than that, it's it's working on it and and doing other things. So
1: yeah, same here. I'm stringing electricity. I'm building tables. I'm fixing whatever. Uh, had the had a flood. <laughs> about six weeks ago yeah. there's there's always something you know plus just the things you have to take care of around a house anyways i'm sure you get you get that right. that list of things as well um yeah no there's there's no burning laps downstairs uh, seven days a week that's just not happening <laughs> so um I'm just I'm just enjoying this promoter to promoter conversation and I'm hoping the listeners are uh, getting inter- uh, you know kind of an inside look at what goes into uh, put putting a race together I had uh, Scotty Ernst on the other day I'm sure you know who Scotty is uh, he's yep. uh, yeah uh, he owned trackside for many years and then obviously he travels the world um, putting on big events and uh, that's that was another part that I was like I got to get Aaron on so we can talk about local Wisconsin racing and promotion. Um, I I knew it would be a good conversation. I knew you were the guy. So, uh, again, I just appreciate you jumping on and doing this tonight, kind of short notice and, uh, helping us, uh, you know, do it, do a little different angle to RC racing that, as I mentioned earlier, I do, I don't really think it gets talked about enough. Um, and we're just two guys. So I don't know how many tracks there are just in Wisconsin, let alone across the country, across into Canada, and then across the world. But everybody's putting in that effort uh, when nobody else is at the track yet to to get those events going. And like Scotty, I mean, those events have to take months and months. So there's a question for you. How When do you start to plan – Like. Like now, you're getting ready to start your 2023 season. When do you start to plan 2024? And are there some what we like to call, um, you know, diamond events or your uh, crown jewel? That's what I meant to say. Do you have particular races that are like your crown jewel events?
2: Um, yeah, so. <clears throat> Excuse me again, Dave. <clears throat> uh, you're all good.
1: Like I said, <laughs> I, can, I can always take that out. Just take a quick pause for come back. <clears throat>
2: Um, yeah, so usually we quit, we stop racing, um, in October, um, early part of October. Um, take, you know, a couple weeks off and then, uh, we go right into planning, um, the the next season. Cool. I'm one that I like to get everything out there early. Um, and that includes rules, class rules, um, and then, and then the schedule. So I, my goal always to hit is to have the class rules and the schedule done Um, by Christmas. Uh, It always doesn't happen. Um, I think this year we were first part of January when we had to to schedule out a little bit later on the rules this year. Um, But yeah, so that's when uh, that's when the planning starts uh, usually right away when when we get done, you know, the year before. So um, far as the schedule wise, um, crown jewels are our biggest one is The Matt Voigt Memorial Race Um, and that's I was usually in the second week in in July so um, I don't want to say there's a lot of planning left to do with that um, because you know we have been doing it for 10 or so years now but it kind of kind of plans itself but there's still work to be involved with it to get uh, sponsors and whatnot but that comes um, closer to to the date of the race uh, getting sponsors and donations because what we do is uh, we have a memorial race in memory of our friend Matt and um, we get uh, sponsors both RC sponsors and locally sponsors and we um, raise money that day we do a bunch of raffles silent auctions. Um, and all of our money goes to a local charity for that for all them. Uh, all them
1: <clears throat>
2: proceeds that we raise so uh, that actually the last few years have been going to the Big Brothers Big Sisters of Lac County so. Um, what we do here with RC Racing, obviously, is we we promote the, the future in our sport, and uh, we love working with the kids, and we figured uh, that was a great opportunity to uh, give back to our community.
1: So a couple things come to mind to that. Um, let's give Matt his due. Please tell us uh, about him, um, how this event began. Secondly, please get me all the information about that event that you can, because we want to promote it here at RC underground radio. And thirdly, we want to be involved in that race. How let's talk off air about how RC underground radio can get involved in that, because that is the essence of what this hobby is about and that you guys are taking the time to, uh, remember, uh, remember him remember Matt um that's 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 how it should go I respect that and that's something that uh I know Ryan will say oh absolutely that we want to be involved in. so we'll talk about that off the air but take a little time and tell us tell us about Matt
2: um so yeah Matt uh he actually was a friend of uh Kurt Raley um a friend of um mine and and Kurt um so and I, now I can't remember the year that he passed passed away. But anyways, um, when he passed away, um, we want to do something in, in memory of Matt. He was always into motorsports. He did the whole uh, uh, demolition derbies and the Eva destructions. And uh, if you know if there's something with um, a motor and wheels, he he was into it. And it was just at the point that we were getting going with RC racing um, and getting Attitude RC Raceway going. Um, so, and Kurt and I, when we got this, you know, he was helping me get this track going as well. And we, we, we want to do something to give back to the community, something that, uh, you know, we can something good that we can do out of, out of our hobby that, that we, that we're doing here. So, um, we figure we create the Matt White Memorial race and do it in memory of him. Um, and it just, it snowballed from there.
1: Well, that's great. I mean, that's yeah, uh, prayers to 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 Matt and his family. It doesn't matter if it's ten years, fifty years. Uh, it never gets easier, right? When they've lost a family no, member. No, definitely. Yeah, and same for you and all all the crew out there. You know, you lost a friend, so, um, yeah. Again, prayers out out to that family for that. That's awesome that you're doing that event. And after all this time, you know, you you make him come alive for the day, right? His his memory lives. And that's so important. Oh, definitely. Um,
2: yeah, it's, uh, it's a good time spent and, you know, his, his family comes out, his parents come out for the day is, you know, sister and uh, just spend a day together. Um, and her husband, he, he shows up and he, you know, he races for the day. Um, so it's, you know, it's a good time spent with, you know, with friends and family. Good. And, um, also the big brothers, big sisters, we've been trying to get them more involved. So, um, what they do is we try to get some of the we call them littles the kids we try Mm -hmm. to get them to come out with their big brother and big sister and then we have actually a um, couple races for them too so uh they don't you know they don't want to spend the whole day there because it it can get to be a long day um but we we run a qualifying round for them and then at the beginning of our second round they run their own main so then they you know they have a race of their own so try to get the the charity involved as well
1: yeah no that's great that's great and I mean, that is the essence of what this hobby should be, uh, the fellowship. We talk about it here all the time. And uh, obviously, the level of fellowship out at Attitude Raceway is, is inspiring. This just is the icing on the cake. I had no idea. Uh, I have chills just hearing about it. Um, just fantastic that, that you guys all rally around that. And then you're taking his memory, and then you're helping kids. Uh, just just amazing that you guys put all that together so uh again kudos kudos to you guys for uh, for doing an event like that so after that uh so that's in july um are there Correct. other other uh big events that you have
2: um so actually this year we have um quite a few uh series within a series that I guess you would want you would call uh, bigger events, um, but another one that comes to mind is our Mad Dog Championships, and that's actually before, um, before our Matt Voigt race. So um, our Mad Dog Motorsports Championship that's June 10th, uh, and that's actually a Saturday race, so we'll be racing Saturday night under the lights for that one, um, and that's actually in memory of our good friend Dana Zeno, who we lost here a couple of years back. Um, unexpectedly. Um, and he raced with us for yeah, quite a few years. Um, I would say five, seven years he raced with us uh, at Attitude RC Raceway. Came became a great friend of all of us um, and passed away a couple of years ago. And that's another one that we wanted to um, do something in memory of him. So we have uh, yeah, his Race team that he always called himself was uh, Mad Dog Motorsports between him, him and his son Jack Zeno. So um, we came up with the Mad Dog Motorsports Championship and got a whole some really neat uh, bulldog trophies, basically a statue of a bulldog, that's and awesome. um, put together a, a race for him as well. And that's again, that's you know his family comes out that day as well. Um, we do some things, opening ceremonies, and his you know his family comes out and enjoys today enjoys the day with all of us and um and we race in memory of him and share share stories of him and uh it's just a good day overall uh in memory of dana so that's another one that, that comes to mind on the schedule well that's
1: what you guys are doing out there i mean and i hope that's what the listeners are are really taking in is you this is more than just a dirt track in a backyard and a, you know some friends racing around um you guys are really using it as a platform to memorialize people, to help others. Uh, there's so much more there to unpack. Uh, I wish we had about five hours on this podcast because I'm, <laughs> I'm sure there's more. Um, you know, there's even uh, even more there to it. So, uh, thanks so much for sharing that. Um, it's hard. It's really hard when we lose you know, our RC brothers and sisters and, uh, family members or friends that maybe never raced RC. Um, but that, that you guys are putting the brakes on and taking some time and, and keeping their memories alive. That's, that's really special. And, and, uh, something, uh, you know, we really admire and respect. So kudos to all you guys for, uh, for doing that.
2: Yeah, we, uh, we, uh, we enjoy doing things like that. And, uh, you know, luckily, like you said, our, our group is, is pretty big out there um, on any given race day. We have, you know, I, I said, you know, we averaged on 126 cars a race day, but that, you know, like, you know, most guys bring, you know, multiple cars or whatever. So it comes out to be, I think our biggest day last year was 99 different people we had. So about 50 to fifty to 90 people on a, on a given race day. But, um, you know, so the group is big, but we are very fortunate to have uh, a lot of good, you know, guys and gals, um, that surround the track. And, uh, that's one thing that people comment on when they come around is, is the amount of great people that we have out there, um, willing to share the, the hobby and hobby with us. So, um, yeah, I couldn't be more grateful for that.
1: Well, what a, just a great, uh, facility. If, if you're listening to this and you're just getting new into the hobby, here's a wonderful place to go. Uh, Attitude Raceway up near Waupont, Wisconsin. Uh, Aaron, why don't you give us all the specifics? Because I know there's going to be established racers that say, okay, I'm going there. There's going to be new racers that say, that's the place I want to go. That's where I would feel comfortable to uh, get involved with this sport because it's a a family atmosphere. I I already just from hearing Aaron, I feel very welcome. Um, I've been wanting to get into this hobby. This sounds like the place to go. So why don't you give us the website information, your Facebook page, if there's any phone numbers people could call. Um, and then, uh, just one last shout out to all the people that help you to make, uh, attitude raceway possible.
2: Uh, yeah. So you can find us obviously on Facebook attitude, RC raceway. Um, and then, uh, our website is attitude, RC raceway.com. And that's where we have, uh, the schedule and the um, class rules. And um, if you still need information after that, don't be afraid to uh, reach out to the Attitude RC Raceway Facebook page, Uh, message us on there. Um, Or you can give me a call at uh, 920-382-5883. And yeah, I'd like to, yeah, once again, thanks to everybody that, uh, you know, obviously helps out there at the track. It, it takes an army. Um, and, and it's not only, you know, track prep and, and, um, setting up and taking down. It's, uh, the people that help out during the race. Um, we also have guys like, uh, Cody who, you know, between races water the track. Um, so I can stay up in the scoring tower. Um, Joe also water the tracks throughout the day. Um, and then not only that, but you got uh, all the other side things like, uh, people just, everybody helping out everybody, you know, you got questions and guys go over and, uh, and help each other out. Somebody doesn't know how to solder. They come up by Dale. Hey, you know, you mind soldering this Dale solder, solders up what they need. So it's, it's all the, all the side things too, that just make everything go around and, and, uh, hopefully make it, make it a special place to race at.
1: That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm glad you gave the phone number. You gave the Facebook page. You can message there. This is a challenge from, RC Underground Radio to all the RC companies out there and regular companies anywhere in the area. If you're hearing this and you got a company or you know somebody who has a company, this is a racetrack to get involved in. Definitely get involved in uh, Matt's race, the Mad Dog race. There's a lot of opportunity to to get your company name out in front of people, and this place deserves it. Uh, These are going to be awesome events. Uh, Aaron does a great job to promote. Uh, you're going to get a lot of visibility, you're going to get a lot of social media exposure, and it's just the right thing to do. So that's my challenge out there to any companies or anybody that knows a company that's listening. Uh, Make sure they give Aaron a call, get on the board. Uh, I'm hoping that with this, it's going to be very difficult to get on there. So don't waste time, jump on the phone, jump on a text, get out to Aaron, get your name involved in these races early, so you get more promotion for your money and uh you know join us at rc underground radio and let's all do the right thing and get behind these events uh
2: dave uh, i'd like to thank you as well um for having me on i'm, I'm actually honored to be on the show um so i'm obviously no ryan ratzloff um and and obviously these guys it's it's hard to follow up on these guests that you've had um I know you've had uh, Scotty and, and Charlie, um, Matt Murphy, and even Nick and George. Uh, your shows have been incredible. Um, and I, I appreciate what you guys do, not only at the RC Underground at the track, but these podcasts as well. Um, it's it's a good thing for our hobby, and and I appreciate every everything you guys are, have been doing with it, and you guys have been doing a phenomenal job.
1: Well, that's, that's humbling, buddy. And we just do it from the heart, just like you do. Um, that's what drives all of us in this hobby and, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep doing it as long as everybody keeps listening.
2: Um, so yeah, we, uh, we run the dirt tracks here around, uh, around the area here in Wisconsin. Um, that's our class is called the, uh, grand national division. So, um, it, uh, I would say it's, it's equivalent to, for them. Our friends down south uh, like us like a super street stock or a street stock or a super stock class down south so okay um or uh up north it's more like the uh Wissota street stocks um so but yeah we run uh on the dirt track and it's just a, a metric chassis um <clears throat> basically stock metric chassis from front to back uh, with a cage on it but we can run uh screw jacks on them and Uh, aftermarket bodies so um, the rules do want to keep it stock appearing yet so um but in reality it I mean it doesn't look like a a street car anymore but because we can run all fabricated bodies with the plastic fenders plastic nose cone um sheet metal from from there on back with the with the spoiler on the back so
1: great and some wicked looking wraps Uh, that's one thing I love with your car I'm going to get out there to see that too I definitely want to see you racing, racing on the big dirt ovals. So, um, but your whole family's involved with in that, right?
2: Um, yeah. Um, if it, if it wasn't for the family involvement, I, I wouldn't do it. Um, that's, that's half the fun, if not more, um, just spending time with family. Um, so we go and race my dad, he's, uh, basically the crew chief on the car and, and he puts his on that car, uh, all week long usually. And, uh, if I wreck it, he's, <laughs> Yeah, I have. He has a little more work to do um, during the week, um, but obviously our, our crew we work on it as well um, uh, when we can uh, throughout the week. But uh, but yeah, no. Um, so it's good time spent with with my dad and I, and um, I'm lucky enough that my my wife and uh, my daughter and Ansley and Angela enjoy, uh, to come and Joy took them to watch too, as long as well as my uh, my in laws. So um, but yeah, we spend a. Uh, days out at the shop and then we go racing at night. And then after the races is, like I said, that's, that's half the fun. Everyone comes down to pits. We have usually a table full of food and just enjoy everyone's company. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very fortunate to, to have the support I have, uh, with family and friends. Yeah.
1: And I mean, just looking on social media, it's great that you validated it because it just looks like, like your daughter and your wife and uh, and the rest of the family are really into it, right? Like, so they're really supporting you. Um, but on top of that, it looks like they really enjoy and look forward to going. And that's just awesome. You know, that's awesome when the whole family is uh, yeah. is together.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I've contemplated, you know, giving it up. And, uh, you know, because we do the camping thing as well. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I think it was this last uh, winter, I... I was talking about it, and I asked Ansley, our six-year-old daughter. I said, "Should Daddy sell the race car?" And she said, "No, don't sell the race car. We, I want to go racing. So uh, she enjoys it too. So that's what that's what keeps me going, uh, week in, week out. To make sure that thing hits the track every week. So
1: well, I think uh, I think she called it right because uh, why don't you tell the people about the season
2: opener? So yeah, we uh, went up to Gravity Park uh, in Chilton, Wisconsin. Um, and, uh, that was, uh, actually my dad's 79th birthday right on the day. So, um, <clears throat> he, uh, that was his choice. He wanted to go racing and, uh, we were all in on it and went up there and, um, right away we had a good, good pill draw cause it's a draw, redraw his first night of racing here in Wisconsin. Um, and so. Started on the front row in a heat race and won that. And then uh, of course, in the future with a good pill draw, we started on the front row again. Um, and we were able to lead that thing from green to checkered basically. Um, it came with a few hiccups. We had some heavy lap traffic to deal with. And then uh, um, towards the end there, we had the track champion up at Chilton from last year. Uh, Dustin Wiese, he Was he put the heat on me there in the last, last lap, almost cut, caught me sleeping. He had the lead coming out of four. But i was able to rally back down the straightaway and uh and get it it by a bumper so that was a super special to win win a feature race on open not only open night but on my dad's 79th birthday so um that was a pretty pretty neat experience
1: yeah that's like a storybook ending that's awesome and I saw that you won, and I saw the pictures on your social media. I didn't realize the finish, so now I got to go out there and find that video because I'm <laughs> sure somebody videotaped that. That's exciting. Um, yeah, those yep. cars are amazing, and boy, that yeah, I could see where you got up on on lap traffic pretty quick there because we've we ran out there with a midget, and it was uh, you know not a very big track. So I can't even imagine, uh, (laughs) being in almost the size of a late model basically. Right. So.
2: Yeah, definitely. But, um, I mean, it made it interesting. So I'm not always one that I like to win from the front row. I like to, I like to go through traffic and, uh, even if I have to, you know, finish one, you know, second, third, fourth, whatever. But I mean, if I'm out there racing through traffic and racing side by side with these guys, um, and gals, um, yeah, I mean, it's a good time. That's what we're out there to do—is have a good time. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, winning is a good time.
2: <laughs> I don't think any time you go,
1: you're winning. It's uh, you can have a bad time. So that's that's awesome. Right, right. So you gotta be. So are you gonna run there more, or does or do you guys travel race, or how, what's the rest of the summer look like uh, in your car?
2: So normally we run at uh, Beaverdam Dam Raceway full time in in Beaver Dam, but um, they went to Tuesday nights. And they dropped our class so now it's uh we're we're going to more of a traveling schedule um we'll be at gravity here and there um look i don't we're looking at maybe five six times be at gravity so um other than that we'll travel around to the different tracks that have us and uh support our our class um <clears throat> we do it for the love of the sport and i mean there's a lot, lot of different reasons why you, why you do rc our, our racing um and uh the main thing like like you and Ryan talk a lot about is is the fellowship. Um it's just uh rewarding to be able to uh create a place um for everyone to come out and enjoy. Uh and we all enjoy the same hobby. Um and, and it's I always tell people that you know I get some messages ask, you know, are kids welcome or whatever. I said we have kids from five to seventy five years old out there. So it's it's kids of all ages and and our youth is, you know what we like to strive on, um, and, and get them into the hobby. And, and it, you know, it doesn't, it's not only about RC racing, it, you know, it teaches people, you know, and and these kids on, you know, the mechanics of the cars, um, how to use a tool. Um, and then also, you know, the winning and the losing that comes with it to learn how to win and lose. And, uh, and then also just shows them, you know, hopefully the, the good fellowship that, that goes with it. And, um, you know, gets them outside and enjoying, uh, enjoying, you know, and racing as a whole.
1: There's no way that you follow that. Couldn't have, couldn't have been scripted better way that you said that. That came from your heart. Uh, just have all the respect in the world for you, buddy. Uh, RC racing brought us together as friends, uh, as, as, uh, racers, uh, promoters in this crazy, uh, hobby that we love. Uh, couldn't be, couldn't feel more blessed that that's happened. Uh, again, sure, thank sure. you so much for your time. I know uh, you're working third shift, so we're gonna let you go, get some food, be with your family, uh, get some sleep, and uh, just appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much.
2: I appreciate you as well. Thank you. Go Fast RC Graphics by Turn 4 Studios is your one stop for all your RC graphic needs. Custom design from start to finish, Go Fast can have you looking your best on race day. Quality vinyl wraps that won't weigh you down, Go Fast can cover your car, your racetrack, and your trophies. Go online to GoFastRCgraphics.com and get your team looking right on race day. Right now, you can use the promo code UNDERGROUND for 10% off your next
0: You've been listening to RC Underground Radio. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, drop us a line at rcuradio at gmail.com. We're curious to know, what do you like? What don't you like? Who would you like us to talk to? It it was weird, but you know what I meant. We're talking about racing. so You can find us on Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. See you next time on the RC Underground Radio Podcast. I am a BB in a boxcar.